Hello, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast We're All Psychic. Today it's just me. Yep, surprise. And I do still think we're all psychic. Right now it is March 3rd, 2023. And I'm in Decatur, Alabama. And it is around quarter till 3 p.m. Central Time. We have my powers out, but um, I'm able to record because of magical things. Technology is the true magic, if you ask me. And that's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit. Technology, uh, and, and what people used to believe, and what they believe now. Because of technology, not everybody. I don't know what everybody believes. Pretty much just going by what they tell me they believe on uh, the internet itself, or talking to them. <laughs> but... All these technological booms and changes we've had in the last 150 years has just been insanely amazing. And especially with the advent of the internet getting popular and used, everyone's using it by the late 90s. And then everybody really was using it in the 2000s. And then really, really everybody was using it later than that and still. And in 2020, when COVID hit, we all reached out to each other and started finding new ways to connect. And if it weren't for technology, we couldn't do that. If you take somebody who maybe, if we look at our history, and let's say we're in the Middle Ages in England, can you imagine showing one of them a computer, anybody from there, maybe not the witches, they may have seen it, <laughs> but anybody from the Middle Ages, maybe, you know, someone like get them together and you show them, first of all, a TV screen, that would give them a heart attack or a phone, but it'd be magic to them, you know, to see an internet, it, you know, if it was working in the, uh, somehow we'd have to have internet through time. I think that could be established if we can even create an internet. We just have to figure out how to, what we do with time and how to, you know, well, get on that some other time. I'm really looking for somebody who would love to do a podcast with me just talking about our ideas about what time is, what could be, what up with it. Yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about today. Our society, it feels like to me, well, I'm 47, turning 48 next month, and it feels like to me, this metaphysical kind of awakening, people are calling it, is uh, like kind of like a counterculture that's getting pretty popular. It's always been a counterculture, but it was kind of poo-pooed by a lot of people who poo-poo things <laughs> that they don't understand or know about. And um, now so many people have access to find out any kind of information they want, any opinions they want, or, you know, stories like this podcast. You've, If you've listened to this podcast more than this podcast, other episodes, you'll see there's so many talented, unique individuals using their energy in everyday life, everyday moments, all the time, and they talk about it. I've had, like, well, we've had, what, 214 podcasts or something, and I'd say most of them are interviews. Nobody gave a flat out, no, we're not all psychic. Um, and everybody, you know, the consensus seems to be that we all can do it, but we just have to practice or learn like anything. So let's say, move up from the Middle Ages and let's go to the Renaissance in, in, in Europe. So, you know, the Renaissance people started looking at, I think this is around when medicine and science and the metaphysics kind of start splitting more, like they had been for a long time. But in this time in the Renaissance, science and arts became very important to society and it became, uh, science became a centralized part of society in that time. The science we know now, I think, is kind of how I see it. But like the Renaissance 
revived and not only revived, but brought about these huge changes in Europe in their perceptions of what was important and what was capable of happening in life. Can you imagine right now being that renaissance, perhaps? Could it be? I would say a lot of the people who've been on this podcast and who are, you know, they say they're called to duty. Sometimes they're for, they have to do this work. The professionals, the people who are searching and learning about this stuff, they're pulled and drawn to it. It does feel like a movement, kind of like the hippies or the grunge movement or, you know, jams in the 80s and parachute pants. I don't know. I kind of think this is a really big change and I, I hope it continues. I don't want the, the witches and the psychics and all to be put back in the dark again, and I don't think we're going to be. There's no there's no place for us in shadows because we're of light, and you are too. We're all psychic. So the technology we have now, it, it rooted its beginnings in imaginations. Somebody thought it up. And maybe that person also, or told someone, and they all together... Somehow, we have electricity, we have computers, we have, well, we have Steve Jobs to thank for a lot of our neat little toys, and because uh, he invented a lot of them. And I feel like these inventors who create basically something out of nothing with electricity and components, like, how did they ever do it? That imagination is the same one we all have and we all have access to. That's what I think. As uh, using your energy work as a psychic or however you want to call yourself or identify with using your energy work, think about it like it's all your imagination. That's what the, the naysayers and the skeptics will tell, maybe. They might say that. But there's a lot to that. It's probably true. But I don't think these people who would say, eh, it's your imagination, would say it in a happy way and in a, yeah, it's your imagination, man. Because that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I think the imagination is the key to unlocking anything, understanding anything, developing anything, creating anything. It can create other things that are destructive, but it can create, create creative things. That can change one person's life, can change a dog's life, a cat's life, a bird's life, a squirrel's life, a car's life, a whole world's life. People can do that with their imaginations. Nobody's been on the podcast and talked in depth about imagination with me, and I'd really like to talk about that too. So I'm, I'm looking for your guests, one to talk about time, and one to talk about this imagination work. What is the imagination and how does it, we, we, what is it? Well, you know, I didn't look on Wikipedia for a definition for, uh, <laughs> for it, but for me, it is my playground. For me, it's also my hell. For me, it is the only reason. There's just the only reason. I don't really want to finish that sentence because it's the end. It's, if I didn't have my imagination, I wouldn't be conscious, I don't think. And dreams are quite linked to our, our, our imagination. There are a lot of people who have this ability, and I think we all can do it, to use their imaginations, either consciously or subconsciously. And um, they can affect other people with their thoughts and their ideas and what they have going on in their imagination. 
Now, our imaginations may not always tell the truth, but our imaginations can always lead us to a solution if we let it, if we let our imaginations do it. For me, um, writing when I was younger, and I still write sometimes, but not like I did when I was younger, <laughs> but writing was a really great way to open up my imagination and look back at what I was imagining. I would I journaled all my life until I got married for the first time, and I was afraid my first husband might read it, so I stopped journaling. And then when I divorced, uh, I did start journaling again, and when I got married to the second husband, oh, he definitely read my journal, and we had fights about it, so I had to stop journaling. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and but but then I was writing books for novels, I mean, and I, I wrote novels from when I was 24. I wrote my first novel when I was 24. It was called The Message, and it was a time travel story. And then I wrote from then until I was about 43. All that work in my imagination. You know, I bet you've heard this from other writers, but half of writing is daydreaming about it and imagining it. And the other half is sitting down and doing it. <laughs> but there's just sitting and daydreaming and daydreaming and daydreaming. Sometimes I'd spend more time daydreaming about a plot and a story and characters than I would writing the actual books or stories. And I would lose where I was like, I was reading a book when I'm in my imagination. Well, that's a very good example of being in your imagination or being in someone else's imagination at the same time as in your imagination, reading a novel. Have you ever read, let's say, a Stephen King novel? Um, one that, let's see, it was a popular Stephen King book. Everybody's read. Um, probably Carrie. If you're a Stephen King fan, you'll have read Carrie. <clears throat> so when I read Carrie, for example, or read any book, everything around me goes away and I am just in there. I don't, my eyes aren't going over the words. I'm not there. I am in my imagination in that story a writer created. Our imaginations are coming together with their words, or in this case, Stephen King's words, and my imaginations of what his words mean. Um, so Everybody who reads a book, we can share our experiences with the same book we've all read, but we'll all take something different from it because of how we imagined it in our minds when we read it. So when I'm doing energy work, or say I'm doing a reading, I'm doing a tarot reading with cards or numerology reading or with my guides. A lot of times I go into my imagination and I don't even see my client I don't see, I see what's going on. Like, and I, and I don't usually see faces very easily. I see features and stuff like that. And it's all in my imagination while I'm doing the reading. Is These images just, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I don't want to say they flash through my mind. I don't want to say they flash before my eyes because they're just in my imagination. I don't know if my imagination is in my head. It kind of just feels like it's a living, tangible thing, an energy itself. And with this energy of the imagination, anything is possible. Anything. That's how we have the world we have today. People imagining and then making it happen. And finding other people to fill in the spaces they can't make happen on their own. With their imaginations. <laughs> and uh, those people's imaginations come in. Just like reading a book someone wrote. And they take that person's idea and they implement their own imagination into that idea. And they find other ways to work things. I mean, science is all about using your imagination to find something to observe and, you know, try to find some kind of truth about it that's 
These truths we seek are already in our imaginations. And I think that the most interesting interesting mystics I've met, and that's just a general word for people who study this stuff and live it, um, the most interesting mystics I, I've met and known, and even the spiritual guides that come through who are mystics in real life, and they come through and talk to me, <clears throat> ones I've known or ones clients have known or something like that, it's like we do share an imagination. But it's, it's, I don't have the words for what I think the imagination is. I'm trying to find them just on the fly doing this podcast. I feel like it's something we can share, definitely. I, I don't think we can just do it in these tangible ways, though. Okay, I'll use uh, 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 an example a lot of us can relate to. We've been in love. Imagine gazing into someone's eyes when you're in love with them. And you know what they're feeling, you know how they feel about you, and you know and know and know and know. What is that? No, your imagination knows, right? Your imagination is 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 fueling these feelings and this reality. And your heart is filling with love, gazing into your lover's eyes and knowings and 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 and, and joy and freedoms and all these things and these moments you might have with a lover. And that's when I think we can share our energy in an imaginary way <laughs> without, let's say we're not uh, being intimate with your lover. You're just staring and looking and gazing and, and maybe you're holding hands and you're smiling at each other and you just keep staring. And then it's like there's timelessness will happen. Imaginations will merge or as my friend Julie might say, melge. And I have experienced that with a lover, you know, staring into his eyes. Big, pretty blue eyes. And he always looks away, but <laughs> after a minute, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to see what's in my imagination too deep. <laughs> um, so going back to the beginning of this podcast, technology, and putting it together with imagination, that's what I've been doing in this podcast. So let's take it a step farther, and let's take out the tangible what is intangible anyway? Things we can't touch, see, feel, hear, or taste, or uh, understand with what we have as understanding tools <laughs> or explanatory tools, our senses. So you've heard through this podcast, and you've heard, if you've heard people talk about psychic energy work, witch, magic, you might know, or you might have noticed that... We say, I feel like you might meet someone new in your life soon. Or we might say, I see a bright future for you and a career starting. Or they'll say, I, I'm being told. What do these things mean when you hear them from a psychic if you're getting a reading? So like, I'm being told might be a guide coming through and letting the psychic reader know. And that you know where that happens? In the imagination. Is it real? Hell yes, it is. Because it's been validated. And this if this has been to you, you've had the reader say, I can see, or I, I, I feel, and they tell you something that you know is true. Or if you're getting a prediction, your intuition will let you know if that prediction is right or not, or if it's going to possibly happen. But we do use our senses, our taste, smell, hear, 
see, feel, to describe our psychic experiences. We, we, we don't see. We don't hear. Some of us do. Some, some, some psychics will, who actively work with their energy and some people who don't know what's happening yet, they do hear things. They do see things. They, they do, do feel sensations on their skin. I can feel spirits touching me sometimes. They poke me in my ribs and stuff. And that is a feeling. That's an actual sensation of someone poking me in the ribs, but there's no one there and stuff like that, that I can see with my eyeballs. But if I look with look, see, I'm using those terms. I'm looking with my inner eye. What does that even mean? It's your imagination. My inner eye is my imagination's eyes. My, um, when I feel something, it's my imagination feeling it. My imagination, your imagination, all of our imaginations create who we are, our perspectives, our realities, and what we are believing we're capable of and what we believe what other people are capable of. So if you're just popping on this podcast and just kind of wondering what the heck's all we're all psychic about, uh, you're psychic, man. You're just, 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 just say it. Just, I, I'm psychic. Just relax with it. Be cool with it. You always know. <laughs> but if you are still on the fence or you still want to know more, look at your imagination really carefully. Look around your house at all the things or your apartment or outside, wherever you may be in your car. Look around at all the stuff humans have made and created from our imaginations in the tangible world. And that's just the tangible world. Can you imagine? I'm trying to. It's really hard. Can you imagine our whole planet all imagining the same thing at once? Could something happen? Could it? Could we tilt the earth if we all shook to the left at the same time? I don't know. That was something we talked about doing in the 90s, I think. <laughs> um, but I think if if each and every one of us could try to really figure out what our imagination really is, if science would try to try figure out what our imagination really is, if philosophers would get on this, and I know they do. I'm not a philosopher. I took philosophy classes. I'd love to become a brilliant philosopher, but I am not. <laughs> I am just a person getting through and trying to uh, encourage open minds to your power. And I don't mean power. Your inner innate power is your imagination. You can do anything in there. And you can take it out and do something with it in a tangible world or in an intangible way in a tangible world. Or maybe someday the whole world will just be intangible. We won't understand it. Or it already is. Maybe it already is. I certainly don't understand it. On a small scale, I don't understand it. And on a large scale, I don't. But I try to. I try to. I like to imagine about it. So I guess I'll give you homework like Misty might if you'd like to uh, exercise your imagination. I would like you to write down five senses, all your five senses, smell, taste, feeling, you know, it's touch, um, hearing, and sight. And write down them all, down, all five of them down, and then next to each one, write down something that you have sensed with your imagination or thought with your imagination, felt with your imagination, seen with your imagination, smelled with your imagination, tasted with your imagination, and write it down. That's the homework. What you might find, another little piece of homework, if you have someone you're really close with and they're into doing this stuff too, try sharing your imagination. Try reading each other's imaginations, not minds, not thoughts, not what they're seeing, not what they're thinking or feeling. But what's in their imagination? What is the core of them? 
and bring that out to the surface. Let them bring it out to the surface in you. And then you both just have a really wonderful day. I promise you. <laughs> and on that note, I would like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths to get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. I am an advisor on Everclear under the name Lisa P, L-E-E-S-A, and the letter P. And you can always support our website, HTTP, www.wearealpsychic.com. And if you want to be a guest, oh, my power just came back on. Woohoo, good timing. If you want to be a guest, you can email me at lisa at wearealpsychic.com. And you can always go to the website if you would like any of my services. There's a link through to my Everclear profile on Lisa's advisor services, and you can get a medium reading through the website. Because Everclear uh, doesn't, they ask us not to do mediumship, but I am a medium and I love to do mediumship. And I, you know, I don't, I, I will not charge you if you do not have someone come through. So if you do want to consider a medium reading with me or a reading on Everclear with me, I want to give you a reading and open your imagination up and show you what you can do. And you can show me what you can do and what I can do, maybe, because it is a two-way street. A reading's a two-way street. You share your energies, you share your imaginations, and you come to a way to move forward. Thank you so much for listening and miss you wherever you may be. I love you always. And uh, listeners, I love you too. And I'm so glad you're out there. I'm so glad you're listening. And this is just an audio podcast, but you know what we have next, next, not this week, but next week we have a, it was Friday, not this coming week, but next week we have a lot of podcasts scheduled and they're going to be great. The Common Mystics have scheduled our party time podcast, and I think that that's coming up at the 15th, and I can't remember what the date was. But so they're coming back here. We're going to make sure their dog's well, nice and healthy. And um, lastly, I want to tell you, um, in my imagination, I imagine all the listeners, I just imagine you in different places, in cars, you know, in your bed or on your couch or you know, most of the time I think of people in their cars, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's where it happens. And some people I imagine um, just sitting around, maybe some you know, out by the pool with some headset on, or I don't know. I like to imagine all of you. And um, as always, I always want guests. We're desperate for guests this coming week. So if you want to be a guest, let me know this coming week. <laughs> and And everybody have a wonderful time in your imaginations today. And um, I will catch up with you later. I love you. Peace out.